After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Jam, Monday morning broadcast at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Welcome to a Monday on this November 10th, the 17th day in the month of Mar Cheshvan. You got your Yerachmiel begun, Miami Boys Choir Yavo CD with the title track. Before that, Shimon Kramer and company with Hamalach. You heard Barry Weber, brand new with Yachad. Keshoshana, brand new from the Moshav Band. Mayor Sherman, our Monday morning theme song. Masecha Hashem, and from Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's a Monday on this uh, final day of Bahab. If you're not familiar with that, consult with your local rabbi. 39 degrees outside with 87% humidity. Winds are west at 3 miles per hour. Sunny today with a high temperature of 60 then tonight, mostly clear, low 47. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, a high temperature, 64 degrees. Weather's looking good until it starts getting cold, sort of like around the Wednesday night or so. Uh, Yerushalayim is at 79. We're at 39 degrees. We wake up here on a Monday morning at JM in the AM. I thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the 24 hours of Kalbach, which ran from Saturday night through last night on our stream at jmintheam.org. I think it was a spectacular production. I was tuned in eight, nine times during the weekend and heard simply a spectacular production. And um hope you had an opportunity to tune in and be part of it. A lot of Kalbach Shabbatot were taking place all around the world. I hope what we did enhanced the entire experience. It was really something. Uh Just hearing one amazing Kalbach selection after another on our stream. Uh, make sure if you don't have the NSN app to install it. Install it as soon as you can so that you have the uh, best access to what we provide on a daily basis round the clock. And that is incredible programming on our stream at jmnam.org and with the Nahum Siegel Network app. It is really an amazing and uh, golden opportunity to tune in on a uh, regular basis around the clock and enjoy fantastic programming. Uh, today, the Israel Show is going to follow us right after JM and the AM. And uh, the great programming will continue all through the day. Speaking of Israel, the news from Israel is uh, very similar to the way the news has been recently. There has been a, um, a stabbing of a 20-year-old IDF soldier critically injured in Tel Aviv near the Hahaganah train station in what police believe to be a terror attack. Paramedics transported the victim to Sheba Medical Center at Tel Shomer, where he was set to undergo surgery. Police caught the suspect hiding in a nearby building while conducting searches immediately after the attack. They said that all signs pointed to the incident being a nationalistic, nationalistically motivated attack. The suspect is a 25-year-old resident of Shechem. An initial investigation into the incident found that a soldier who was near a train station was attacked by a man armed with a knife who jumped on him and began to stab him in his upper body. Passers-by at the scene came to the assistance of the victim, pushing the suspect off of him. The suspect then fled. Television police arrived at the scene and were directed to the stairwell of a nearby building where the suspect had fled following the attack. Police surrounded the building, entered, and arrested the suspect. He was lightly injured, trying to flee the scene. He was taken to Ichalov Hospital. Two additional bystanders were treated for shock. Senior MDA paramedic Moshe Amir described the scene of the attack on the street near the train station. An approximately 20-year-old youth was lying unconscious without a pulse and not breathing. 
there was a big crowd. Paramedics succeeded in resuscitating the youth before transporting him to the hospital. Police Security Minister Yitzhak Aronovich visited the scene in the aftermath of the attack. The incident came amid increased tensions following a number of recent terror attacks in Yerushalayim as well as riots in northern Israel after police shot and killed an Arab man armed with a knife in Kfar Kama over the weekend. So that is the latest, this time in Tel Aviv. A, an IDF soldier critically injured in a stabbing attack. The um, 25-year-old stabber, attacker, has been arrested. And um, tension continues in the heart of Israel. Monday morning, JM in the AM at 25 minutes before 7 o'clock. Uh, we'll check in on uh, some of the events that are happening this week. Uh, in our community. Tomorrow is Veterans Day. Some people have a day off. We'll be here, of course, between 6 and 9 a.m., so make sure to tune in and join us here at JM in the AM. And um, tomorrow, Naomi Nachman is going to be with our friends at Abel's and Hyman at Kosher Fest. She'll actually be recording a show for later this week, for Friday morning. So if you're uh, at Kosher Fest at any point tomorrow, go over to Chef Gourmet Aussie Chef Naomi Nachman and say hi. She's amazing, and uh, she'll be there with our friends at Abel's and Hyman uh, tomorrow all through the day. JM in the AM. Yesterday we received word that this uh, brand-new video had been released from our friends at uh, the Iron Teitelbaum Orchestra. They've entitled it Yisrael Lamb Conducting a Magical Chuppah. A stunning medley. Here it is at JM in the AM.
Yosef Chaim with Letova Hakol Letova Yossi Green with the uh, Inkelo Kenu Avremo had the hits medley off the Live in Israel CD. You heard Hine Kel Shlomo Simcha from the Fusion album, and uh, the um, Aaron Tadabam production is called Stunning Chupa, something he just released yesterday on YouTube, but led of course by Yisrael Lamb. Jam the Monday on this November the tenth, the seventeenth of Mar Cheshvan. Good morning to all. This is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Golly, it's in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. News from Israel includes this attack on a 20-year-old soldier in Tel Aviv, and we'll, I'm sure that'll be part of the newscast coming up in just a moment here at JM and the AM. A big thank you to those who've been uh, contacting us regarding the 24 hours of Kalbach. Listener Yitz told me that he was flying from uh, New York to Los Angeles Saturday night and bought Wi-Fi on the plane just so he could tune in and be part of the experience. It was pretty amazing. And a big thank you to uh, everybody for tuning in and being part of the action over the weekend. The 24 hours of Kalbach wrapped up last night. And it was a great success. Reminder, the Shiva League sports update, 7 o'clock hour tomorrow morning. There will be a Cooper tournament update, I am sure. Elliot Weiselberg, I'm sure we'll have that on. And uh, all the other hockey and basketball news that you could expect. That's all happening around 7.20 tomorrow morning here at JM and the AM. The only Jewish Republican in the new Congress will join us coming up. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio. 2 p.m. newscast next. Galitzal Ashash Time, Kan Shibel Karmi Mansur, Imasha Korea Shab. Pigot Kirab Tel Aviv, Tsair Keven Esrim, Nifza Anushot Midkirot, Samukle Tahanat Rakevet Hagana, Katafteno Tamari Rushalmi, Medavahat Mazira. Hatsair Nitkarmi Sparta in Befelegufa Tahtonu Matsavomugdar, Kashemi Oz. Adam Nosaf Shinistala Hadofet Amefagan is Gabe Orakal. The Hashud the Bitsua Pigot, Oshab Shem Benchmon Esre. נעצר במרחק 200 מטרים מהזירה בבניין ברחוב לבנדה. 
אחד מעדי הראייה לפיגוע סיפר לפני זמן קצר ליעל דן על השתלשלות האירועים. ראיתי צעיר שוכב על הכביש, שהוא ללא הכרה, מדמם, צעיר בן עשרים, ממש כואב הלב. היה חרדה שזה הגיע גם לפה, זה הגיע לתל אביב. השר לביטחון הפנים אהרונוביץ' וחברת הכנסת תמר זנדברג הגיעו לפני שעה קלה בנפרד לזירת הפיגוע והתעמתו שם עם תושבי האזור. אין ביטחון בדרום תל מנהל תחנת ההגנה, בני בן זיקרי, אמר שתנועת הרכבות נמשכת כסדרה וסיפר על האירוע. שמענו צעקות מהרחוב, צעקו שיש אירוע מחוץ לתחנה, רצנו לכיוון האירוע, ראינו כבר שעוברי אורח שעברו שם במדרכה התחילו לטפל בפצוע, שעשרו על הכביש, וממש תוך רגעים ספורים הגיעו כוחות הצלה. הצעיר, שמצבו מוגדר אנוש, מנותח כעת בבית החולים שיבא. גבר נוסף שנפצע קל במרדף אחר המחבל פונה לבית החולים איכילוב. דובר מד"א זקי הלר עדכן מהזירה. חופשים את פרמדיקים שלנו שהגיעו למקום, מצאו את הצעיר מחוסר הכרה עם מספר פצעי דקירות בפלג גופו התחתון. הוא היה ללא נשימה, ללא דופק. החופשים בפרמדיקים ביצעו בו פעולות החייאה מתקדמות וממושכות, וברגע שהמצב אפשר את זה, הם העלו אותו לניידת טיפול נמרץ ופינו אותו במהירות להמשך טיפול בבית החולים תל השומר, כשמצבו קשה ביותר, ושם גם ברגעים אלו נמשכים המאמצים להציל את חייו. אחרי הפיגוע, תגובות במערכת הפוליטית. השר נפתלי בנט ממשיך להאשים את אבו מאזן באחריות להסלמה האחרונה. מדובר בפיגוע חמור שמוכיח שקונספציית הבטונדות פשטה את הרגל. אבו מאזן הפך להיות יורשו של ערפאת רק בלבוש אחר. הוא טרוריסט בחליפה ויש להתנהג אליו בהתאם. ואילו השרה ציפי לבני אמרה הבוקר, עוד לפני הפיגוע האחרון, המנהיגים צריכים להרגיע עכשיו את השטח גם בקרב ערביי ישראל. עבור חלק מאזרחי ישראל היהודים, אזרחי ישראל הערבים נתפסים בעיניהם כחלק מאויב, ועבור חלק מאזרחי ישראל הערבים, השלטון לעתים נדמה כשלטון זר, ואת הדבר הזה... אנחנו חייבים לעצור, והאחריות הזאת מוטלת קודם כל על נבחרי הציבור. התחזית מחר היא ירידה קלה נוספת בטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר.
J.M. in the A.M. Yehuda Green, that's Hodul Hashem, 17 minutes after 7 o'clock Monday morning at J.M. in the A.M. Lee Zeldin, the only Republican and uh, the only Jewish Republican in the brand new Congress, is scheduled to join us. I uh, was not able to make it Friday. I hope I'll be able to make it this morning. Supposed to be joining us around now here at J.M. in the A.M. Uh, we'll see if, in fact, he's able to um, uh, converse with us this morning in the 7 o'clock hour. Remind our Yeshiva League sports update tomorrow. Elliot Weiselberg, I'm sure, will include a uh, a look at the Memphis Cooper tournament. I think someone said yesterday that Hafter won the whole thing, the basketball tournament down in Memphis. Uh, tomorrow, full report, Elliot Weiselberg. Yeshiva League Sports Update, 7 o'clock hour right here at JM in the AM. Make sure to be tuned in. Hope you enjoyed the 24 hours of Kalbach that we presented on the stream at jmtheam.org from Saturday night through Sunday night during his yard site. Tried to get in as many songs as possible, and uh, a lot of people enjoyed great Kalbach Shabbatot over this past Shabbos. Hope was inspiring wherever you were. Shlomo Simcha opened the hour with Hinei Yamim off of the Fusion CD here at JM in the AM. Sunshine today with a high temperature of 60. We're at 79 in Yerushalayim, 39 here in Jersey City, as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Tomorrow is Veterans Day. We'll be here between 6 and 9. And uh, tomorrow, will one of the, one of the uh, advantages of uh, doing the dinner updates here at JM in the AM is that we get to meet some interesting people. And tomorrow, when our friends from Ohel are in the studio, uh, A. Banda, who is the owner of and the founder of Pomegranate, uh, certainly a, a revolutionary um, shopping experience that many people have taken notice of over the last few years. He is being honored by Ohel and will join us tomorrow morning in studio right here at JM. And that should be a very interesting conversation. I have a feeling. So that takes place tomorrow morning. Make sure to be tuned in. And um, we'll do a whole bunch of dinner updates coming up as we are in the, to a pretty heavy dinner season during this month of November. Don't forget, all day long on our stream at jmnam.org, we have amazing programming. The Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten is going to be coming up between 9 and 10 this morning, right after JM and the AM. You can catch the whole thing on jmnam.org. You can also catch it on the NSN app. Uh, you can catch it on our listen line by dialing 401-347-0100. 401-347-0100. Today at 9 o'clock, a mayor will continue to follow the 10 situation in Yerushalayim and bring all the light-breaking news. I'm sure he'll mention the attack in Tel Aviv this morning, including updates on Yehuda Glick's condition and surprising facts about his unusual life revealed by his wife in her first-ever interview. Alexei Nayakov's yard site was this week. Most of us never heard his name, but he deserves that we should. We introduce you to another Jewish hero. As always, a great mix of music and brand new nostalgic Israeli music sandwiched between all this, a brand new Mayor Me Lim segment. So tune in right after JM in the AM, and don't forget to like the Israel Show Facebook page on Facebook. Uh, it's all coming up starting at 9 o'clock Eastern Time right after JM in the AM on jmintheam.org. Been a lot of places I've been all around the world Seen a lot of faces Never know where I was On the horizon 
in the AM, another great one from Avramo Avram Freed with Hafachta. Before that, the Maccabees had home. 28 minutes after 7 o'clock on this Monday, it's JM in the AM. 39 degrees, sunny, and a high temperature of 60. Coming up, we'll take a look at some of the events going on this week. Uh, our friends from the Hebrew Free Burial Association have a uh, big Chaye Sara fundraiser, which we will talk about. Susie Fishbein is going to join us. She's heading to Israel in February with a culinary tour. <laughs> She'll join. I know that must be fun. She's heading there to the uh, uh, in February, and we'll speak to her in the eight o'clock hour. Uh, plus other updates as well coming up right here at JM and the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words: Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk. Good morning. In the parsha of Noah, we learn both a lesson of morality and a lesson in ethics. In the beginning of the Parsha, it says, Kates Kolbasar, the end of all men has come before me, for the earth is filled with robbery. Rashi HaKadosh notes that the decree of Noah's generation was sealed because of the sin of robbery. This seems to be strange, because the people were completely corrupted. They transgressed the worst of errors, including idol worship, immorality, which require giving up one's life rather than transgressing such sins. The Chavetz Chaim clarifies this with an example. An individual owed a lot of money to many people. He didn't have the wherewithal to pay anyone back. The creditors continually dunned him, but he claimed he didn't have any money. It seemed that the creditors were going to have to give up on their loan. However, one brazen individual, he lost his patience. He went to the man's house, he took an expensive item, and he left with it. When the other creditors saw this, they did the same. Eventually, the debtor was left with no possessions at all. When one does Averis in this world, he creates heavenly prosecutors who quietly surround him in the world of truth, the Alma Dikshait. Thievery, however is driven by arrogance. If a person stole during his lifetime, the prosecutor that was created from this sin is likewise arrogant. He jumps to the head of the line and boldly denounces the individual, opening the door and encouraging all the other heavenly accusers to speak up about the individual's many sins. The people of Noah's generation filled the world with corruption and they robbed. However, it was only because they created that bold and arrogant prosecutor from the sins of their stealing that their ultimate fate was sealed. Once he bursts forward with the accusations, all the other prosecutors presented their case as well. Gezel, robbery, portended their downfall. Our Chachomim tell us that the death of a righteous person, Misas Tzadikim, will serve as an atonement for the generation, as does Yom Kippur. Rebbe Eliezer Fleckless, in his Sefer, Olas Tzibor, points out that Mesushalach, the grandfather of Noach, was a great tzaddik. He was Nifter, he passed on, on the day the flood was supposed to start. In his honor, Hashem delayed the flood for seven days. So why weren't all the Averis of the generation expunged? Why weren't the people saved from destruction? He explains that the death of a tzaddik only atones for sins between man and God. It doesn't atone for sins 
between fellow man. Just as Yom Kippur doesn't atone for sins between man and his fellow man without tshuva. May we realize the impact of our actions and be especially careful in matters bein adam lechaveroi, particularly in financial matters. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. from Shlomo Katz, a Shlomo Kalbach selection, Chua Sum, uh, released or published for the first time, I should say, by Shlomo Katz in that brand new Likrat Shabbat CD. 
the final track on that CD here at JM the AM. Monday morning on this final day of Bahab, 39 degrees, sunshine, and a high temperature of 60. Well, uh, we're in the week of Parshas Chaye Sarah, and one of the things that that means is that our friends at the Hebrew Free Burial Association have their Chaye Sarah campaign going on where they're encouraging everybody to sponsor a funeral for an indigent Jewish person. Uh, this is what the Hebrew Free Burial Association does. They literally make sure to take care of those as a true chesed shall emes, devoting their resources for the deceased who are unable to repay the kindness and uh, unfortunately are not able or don't have the financial means to receive a dignified traditional Jewish funeral. Amy Kaplow is the executive director of the Hebrew Free Burial Association and joins us live via telephone. Amy, good morning and welcome to Jam in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. It's always a pleasure to speak with you and your listeners. I appreciate that. This is a big week. It's the week of Chaye Sarah, a week that you at the Hebrew Free Burial Association designate uh, to remind everybody how important it is to support the cause. A lot of people are going to be surprised in this conversation to learn how many folks would not have a proper Jewish burial if not for Hebrew Free Burial. Tell us what's been happening over the last year since we last spoke and how people could help provide a free burial for people in need. Well, since we last spoke, Nahum, the our caseload is just um, exploding. Last year at this time, um, we had done um, um, 323 burials. This year, um, actually 291 burials. This year we're up to 323 by the same date. That means we're ahead by 32 burial arrangements. 32 additional people by this point needed our help. Oftentimes when I'm asked about, oh, well, how many burials do you do a year? People think, oh, they do, you know, 75, 100. I, I, I just don't think the Jewish community um, grasps the number of people who need our help. Yeah. And what we're asking this year for Parshat Chai Sara is for the community to come together and subsidize, really pay for 36 burials, um, 36 funerals. We're asking uh, the community to raise $36,000. We're actually doing it through our website. Um, People can visit our website, HebrewFreeBurial.org, and actually see the progress. At this point, we're over $10,000. We still have about $26,000 to go. The other way that people can get involved for Parshat Chai Sara is to join us next Sunday, November 16th, at Silver Lake Cemetery, our historic cemetery on Victory Boulevard in Staten Island, and roll up their sleeves um, and help rake leaves, remove debris, um, bag leaves, and visit graves in our old cemetery that um, has really been... Uh, inactive since 1909. Wow. And, um, we, you know, we're hoping that, um, you know, people will really turn out. Of course, we hope the weather will be good. Um, and for that, if you're interested in that, you can visit us on our Facebook page or also visit the website, um, and that will lead you to, to that link. Um, and, and I think what really um, hits home with people is to hear a story. Like, what really, you know, People always say, "Well, how did you? How did the? How do your 
um, clients hear about you? How do you hear about these cases? And if, if, if it's okay, I'd like to tell one story. Sure. Would that be okay? Yeah, sure. Um, it, this month we, um, we took care of a woman who had actually contacted us in May 2008 because she was worried about having no arrangements for herself. She had no family and really had no way to take care of herself properly. Um, she um, left us her superintendent's number and her porter's number in the building she lived in, and unfortunately, even with all these little things she had in place, she passed away in her apartment, and um, and she wasn't found for um, a considerable amount of time. Mm. By the time she was found, uh, we needed the help of dental records. Mm. Um, we had to find her dentist and had to have her ID'd by dental records. And um, she she had been disabled. We really didn't know much about her except what she had told us when she contacted us six years ago. And um, she had lived in the same apartment for many years. She had lived there with her parents. And, you know, it's it's heartbreakingly sad. We... As members of the Jewish community, you know, um, many of us belong to synagogues or, you know, some kind of, um, have some kind of communal structure where somebody knows about us, somebody checks up on us, and some people, some, some people in our community just don't have this. Yeah. Amy Kaplow is with us. The Hebrew Free Burial phone number is 212. 212- Two three nine one six six two. This is a very important week. They're in their Chayi Sarah campaign. As you heard, the numbers have gone up. They are servicing more families than they did back in 2013. Uh, since uh, the 1880s, when the Hebrew Free Burial Association began, they have buried over 60,000 indigent Jews. I don't know what we would do if this organization didn't exist, frankly. Uh, and then, of course, um, and they're looking to um, raise the money necessary to make sure to be able to continue this amazing work. So the Silver Lake Cemetery in Staten Island, that, that is still used to this point or not? No, it's not used. The, the so cemetery if, is filled. So today, if, not active. So, so today, if free burials take place, where do they happen usually? They happen at our Mount Richmond Cemetery, which was the cemetery that um, the association bought in 1909. It's mm. 25 acres, and um, we still have plenty of space there. You know, it's it's filling up, but um, we will still be there for a number of years. But when they bought Silver Lake, I, I don't think that our founders grasped um, the need, um, even though at that point in the early, late, um, decade of the 19th century and the early decades of the 20th century, they were doing over a thousand burials a year. In wow. those days, I would say about half the burials are babies and children. And something that um, is we're very proud and excited about is we're in the process of restoring Silver Lake Cemetery. Um, you know, we have a finite, quite a finite budget at Hebrew Free Burial Association, and that budget really has to go towards the burial, the, the contemporary burial needs, and of course, um, the upkeep, upkeep of uh, Mount Richmond Cemetery and the basic maintenance of Silver Lake Cemetery. But in the uh, over a hundred years that Silver Lake hasn't been active, 
you know, stones have fallen and um, trees that what we call volunteer trees have sprung up. And uh, what we're working on now is um, some landscape issues, getting rid of areas that uh, slightly pond when there's when there are uh, continuous days of rain, restoring the um, the path that goes in between, marking unmarked graves. There we have we don't have a, a definite plan how we're going to do it, but there are, are many unmarked graves in that cemetery, and we need to restore the stones that um, you, you know need conservation and restoration. Right. It really is a it's a fascinating place because it's a microcosm of um, the immigrant um, years, uh, poor immigrant years of the New York Jewish community um, as it was opened in 1892, which was just really 11 years after the beginning of the great immigration of Jews from Eastern Europe to New York. You really see by walking through the cemetery um, really the story of life in the Lower East Side. Um, so many children, mothers who died in childbirth. We even have graves there of soldiers who died in the Spanish-American War and whose remains were transferred from the Philippines. So it's a fast, really fascinating place, but a place where there really are not many surviving relatives who come and visit. Anybody who's interested this Sunday, the 16th of November, you'll have, you have an opportunity to participate in the uh, restoration of the Silver Lake Cemetery on Victory Boulevard in Staten Island. They're coordinating that through the office at Hebrew Free Burial. You can call them at 212-239-1662, 212-239-1662. And as you heard, you can visit their website, HebrewFreeBurial.org, HebrewFreeBurial.org, or their Facebook page. If you go to HebrewFreeBurial.org, you can participate directly with a donation to the Parshas Chayesara campaign. Uh, many of you have probably gotten something in the mail as well. Be as generous as you can. Every time Hebrew Free Burial is called upon to a step in in a very sensitive situation, they go ahead and do so and make a commitment to take care of any indigent person in our community who will not end up, uh, a God forbid, in Potter's Field, but will end up with a dignified uh, burial in a uh, in a Jewish cemetery on Staten Island. HebrewFreeBurial.org. Amy Coplo, I hope it's a very successful campaign and that our listeners come through and make it a great success for you. Thank you so much, and I wish you and, and all your listeners a wonderful day. There she is, Amy Coplo, Executive Director of, of the um, Hebrew Free Burial Association. Everybody participate at HebrewFreeBurial.org. Make their Chaye Sura campaign a success. Monday morning, it's JM in the AM.
Five minutes before 8 o'clock Monday on this JM in the AM broadcast. Hope everybody enjoyed the 24 hours of Kalbach that we presented at jmintheam.org. Uh, that happened from Saturday night through Sunday night and uh, was received with uh, tremendous acclaim. 
I appreciate that very much. Coming up the uh, between 9 and 10 this morning, Mayor Weingarten is going to be featuring the latest from Israel during the Israel show starting at 9 a.m. right after JM and the AM. Make sure to be tuned in to jmandtheam.org. And don't forget, you can comment on that show or any show you're listening to with the NSN app, the Nahum Siegel Network app. The Mayor Me Limb segment that I thought was being sandwiched in between different things today during Mayor's show is actually about the word sandwich. <laughs> That's right. According to Mayor Weingarten, the Hebrew word for sandwich is not sandwich, even though we all think it is. Uh, so I guess he'll give us the real word <laughs> and reveal for us where it comes from and all that stuff uh, coming up between 9 and 10 on our stream at jmandtheam.org. Su- Speaking of food, Susie Fishbein is with us live via telephone. Starting on February the 12th, Susie Fishbein is doing a culinary Adventure in Israel. It's a one-week tour that you will never forget. Enjoy everything that Israel's fast-growing culinary scene has to offer, from eating top chefs, meandering through the local markets, to picking up fresh produce, and participating in exclusive cookery workshops. Susie Fishbein, welcome back to JM in the AM. Hey, so happy to be here. I appreciate that. And you're heading to Israel, huh? I am heading heading to Israel, heading back to Israel after a hugely successful culinary tour last year. I'm partnering again with the Jewish Journey, and we are taking people back for an even more unbelievable itinerary. I think we spoke to you in advance of last year's tour. Now that you could look back at it, what were the great successes? What were the, some of the things that were major hits that you didn't either didn't anticipate or that, you know, that happened to be major hits during the trip. You know, everybody knows that Israel is a food destination. We all know that now. Even Savor magazine, just two weeks ago, uh, recently gave a very prestigious ranking to Israel as an outstanding culinary destination. That, that's huge. But the thing that struck us the most when we were poring over the participants' evaluation forms last year were how much people were touched by the stories of the people that we met, the real people-to-people interaction. So we will be doing the markets that also got an honorary mention in that Savor um, article, and we will be doing um, really cool food experiences like uh, a blackout dinner in the dark. Um, and the, the theme they're running throughout the tour is going to be the people that we're meeting. So from the top chefs of Israel, uh, Mayor Adoni, Michael Katz, just two of the biggest mentions I've ever met, but just the coolest guys on the kosher food scene in Israel. Uh, rock stars, you know, TV shows, unbelievable restaurants. But when you actually meet them as people and get a cooking class, you really learn more than just what they can put out on a plate, but you learn their perspective. And I think people could have listened to them for hours without even putting a bit of food in their mouths. And on that same level, um, incorporating again into this year, is we're looking for other people, you know, regular people, food experiences. Like one of um, one of the activities that we're doing is we're um, we're going down to a town in the south where a group of women from a neighborhood called Yerachim have banded together to say we've got to get people back down to the south, and we have a food story to tell. We are Ashkenazim, we're Sephardim, and through our cooking, and we'll be getting a cooking demonstration from them. They want to tell us their stories. We'll be working with a very cool uh, program that Jamie Oliver started called Kitchen Studio, where they take kids from at-risk backgrounds, um, and they give them a fresh start in the culinary field by giving them um, 
skills so that they can get jobs and work. And of course, Israel being, you know, just all about tikkun olam, they are, um, they're, they're one of the few countries that participates in this kitchen studio program. And we're going to be doing a culinary session led by some of these at-risk youths who have been through the program, who are, who now really have a new lease on life and a, and a purpose and a profession. Um, and so that, that's the most incredible thing about Israel, that everybody has a story to tell, and so often it can be told through, through food. That's pretty amazing. Susie Fishbein is with us. Her culinary tour to Israel starts on February the 12th of 2015. You can go to jewishjourney.org uh, to see all the information and to uh, start getting in your reservations. So does Israel have different food regions? It's a pretty small country, but I would guess as we, if you go to different neighborhoods and different areas of the country, you'd actually have much different food experiences. It depends on who you're talking to. <laughs> you know, we're going to, we're going to amazing uh, hotels. We're staying at the Bereshit Spa, and that definitely has a food perspective of everything kind of healthful and natural and incredible salads. We're also incorporating the Waldorf Astoria um, into our Shabbos program, and so there you're going to see the whole, you know, what can we do for a Shabbos buffet kind of a thing. So definitely in the places you go, there'll be the flavorings of where you go, um, but, but really because the country is small and because so much of what comes out is somebody's personal spin of where they come from, um, that I don't think it's necessarily, you know, by region. I think it's right. by who you're interacting with. Listen, the halva demonstration that you're doing, the big tasting, how many varieties of halva are being offered? I have to say I put that in personally. I always say I write in my cookbooks about what I want to eat. Right. So when we were setting up this itinerary and looking for all new and exciting activities and what didn't we do last year and what can we add that would be unbelievable, everybody, when we had been walking through uh, Machna Yehuda, had been taken with the, uh, the halva guy. And so we said, this absolutely must be. I mean, what, what's more Israel than halva? So, um, how many don't, know, don't know exactly how many, uh, kinds. But it's gotta, it be, it's gotta be, it's gotta be, it's gotta be around what? It's gotta um, be around 30, 40? Oh, it has to, yeah. I mean, it's really a blank slate. The, 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 the sesame background can really be a, bank, a blank slate for any kind of flavorings, and they do incredible things with it. See, because I would make that a full-day activity, just, <laughs> just standing in. We're leading off with that. We're, we're leading off with that. We're getting a cooking class, a halva tasting, and, uh, and we have an, an amazing uh, person on this tour. Her name is Eve Harrow, and she's just a passionate a historian tour group leader and so she she'll be with us throughout the trip and and giving us the narrative the biblical narrative the food narrative the israel narrative and so we're actually leading off the first night she's giving a, a talk on the timeless love of food being that it's valentine's day weekend <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be following that with the halava tasting and then i'll be giving a cooking class uh, one of the things that i'll be doing this year that i didn't do last year is i'll actually be doing a few formal classes three actually um, loading people down with gifts, with ideas, with a cookbook, with, you know, they leave at the end of the, of the tour with, um, a cookbook of all of the foods that they had eaten and tasted and learned over the, um, you know, over the tour. So it becomes a very full experience and one that then they can savor, you know, months and years later when people are reflecting back on, on what this week was. And it was an amazing bonding experience. It was incredible to me at how group, groups of people, there were married people, there were single people, there were mothers and daughters, there were husbands and wives, there were just 
all different kinds of people and how they all came together around their passions for both Israel and for food. It is amazing. And it's just, uh, you know, it's just a really cool thing. People should look at the itinerary online because I think every type of food, every angle you can come from and, uh, you know, enjoy is covered. I, I see. So this is where they can look. They can go to jewishjourney.co.il. They could just go on Facebook to The Jewish Journey or to Susie Fishbein. It's on there as well as registration, and all of the minute-by-minute uh, minute itinerary is on there. Um, and it's just going to be an incredible trip. All right, check it out, everybody. Starts February the 12th with Susie Fishbein. Culinary tour to Israel open to everybody, right, Susie? Absolutely. All ages, men, women. Uh, if you're if if you're if you want to come alone and can't think of anyone to bring with you, don't be shy about that. We will hop you right in, and you'll you'll really you know feel very comfortable right away. So, you know, grab your mothers, grab your sisters, grab your girlfriends, or or treat yourself and and come alone. But I have to say, there were um, two married men on the tour last year that absolutely came being schlepped along. They ended up being two of the happiest people on the trip. Came up to me at the end, so they could not believe what an incredible time they had they were really going not to humor their wives but as a kindness to their wives but they got so much out of it and were thrilled that they came so you know ladies you know bring, bring your men they won't they, <laughs> they won't regret it simple as that uh Susie, good luck with this we'll know not to bother you in the middle of february <laughs> thank you thank you Susie Fishbein on a monday morning this is america's one and only jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored wfmu east orange wmfu mount hope rockland county at 91.9 on the fm dial and around the world on the web jmtheam.org
JM and the AM. The great Rup Shlomo Kalbach, Acha Shoalti. Yaakov Shweki before that with Ach Sameach off of the Kolod CD. You heard Shlomi Gertner in there with Shma Bani. And we opened that set with Benny Friedman off the brand new Sheer album with Hine Hine. Carol Suffian, who is the executive director of Amuna, is with us in our studio this morning as we anticipate and get ready for November the 15th. That's the night that the Circle of Life Amuna Benefit Dinner happens at the Sheraton in New York. They have amazing honorees, as usual, and they're waiting for your reservations at area code 212-564-9045, 212-564-9045. Carol, good morning to you. Good morning, Nachum. It's a pleasure to be with you. I appreciate that. And you've brought along a surprise special guest, somebody who's well-known to this audience because so many people in this audience have visited Beit al-Azrahi, have seen him at an Amuna dinner or other functions. And that's, of course, Yehuda Cohen, who's the director of Beit al-Azrahi in Israel and joins us live in studio. Boker Tov, welcome to JM in the Air. Boker Tov, good morning. Thank you for having me again. Thank you so much. It's, it's so nice to be here. It's a pleasure to have you here, and I'm assuming that you're continuing your incredible and amazing work with your wife as the parents of Beit Azrahi and helping hundreds of kids on a regular basis there. Right. Today I can tell you that we're helping not only our kids, we are there with our grandchildren also. Grandchildren of the home, we have already 51 married children at Betel Azraki, children that you know, you knew them as little children. And Baruch Hashem, today they have their own families, and this is our goal. How long ago did you start there? 25 years now. And now you're enjoying the grandchildren and all the other great fruits of your labor Thank over God. all these years. And anybody out there in our audience, and Carol, do we have an estimate how many people in our audience have visited Beit al-Azrahi? Do we have any type of estimate? It's in the thousands. <laughs> families, A lot of people have been there. <laughs> families who've gone on missions, families who've celebrated their bar and bat mitzvah. It's an extraordinary way to celebrate a milestone. Yehuda and Ricky, his wife, as you know, put their heart and soul into every child that comes through the doors of Beit al-Azrahi. And the results are incredible. We have one of the graduates of the home coming to the dinner. It's a surprise, but we'll share it with your audience. (laughs) And Yehuda has the fruits of his labor to show. This young man has an amazing career because of Yehuda's guidance and love and care and encouragement. And Yehuda, do you want to speak about Moshe? Yeah, I will speak about Moshe. I think that how, everyone, how old is Moshe? Moshe now is uh, 39 years old. I think that everyone knows Moshe because we have only one film that we show always <laughs> at Betel Azrak. And it's him, huh? Uh, yeah, and <laughs> it's him and another uh, few guys because uh, the, the film is so true that and it's so strong because every time that people are coming and people that hearing me again, I'm telling them that Emuna is not there to change history. Emuna is there to change future of people. And that's why the history is the same. But Moshe is a child that grew up at the home and he had so many challenges because he came in a very, very young age. And today he is in a very high position in the army. But the most important thing, he's a father of three children. And his daughter Bat Mitzvah was a few months ago and the Bat Mitzvah was as a chesed project to the children at Betel Azraki, which means really breaking the cycle. So now he's giving back to the country because oh, yeah. he's in the high position in the army. Oh, yeah. He's raising his own children 
And Emuna achieved really the goal that we have to change lives of children. One of a, one of a person in a time there in Eretz Israel. Oh, it's unbelievable. Uh, if these kids would not be in Beit Ozrachi, they would likely give us, give us a general account. Uh, some of them, unfortunately, would never get their lives yeah. straightened out, right? Unfortunately, most of the children at risk in the world are, their children are becoming, uh, again, children at risk. Right. Unfortunately. And it's not a genetical problem. That's what you mean by breaking the cycle. Yeah, it's not a genetical problem. It's a question what kind of environment you're providing the child. And Muna is providing the right environment uh, to the children, and that's what we do in Battle of Zraki. There is no way that a child have a potential, and we won't be there to fulfill it. Right. Pretty amazing. Everyone has an opportunity to be there on Saturday night, November the 15th, this coming Saturday night at the Sheraton in New York, when the Amuna dinner takes place and the incredible work they're doing in Israel in places like Beit al-Azrahi and probably a hundred other places uh, will be recognized that night. Carol, why don't you tell us about the honorees, the people who you're going to be recognizing on uh, the 15th of November. Pleasure. You mentioned um, the audience. We're, co- we're coming from various communities throughout the metropolitan area. Let's start with the Presidential Leadership Award, okay. which is honoring three incredible young women from Teaneck who are presidents of our Libby Kolb chapter in Teaneck, along with their husbands, Amy and Daniel Gibber, Felicia and Stephen Honig, and Shandy and Daniel Brothman, all who are involved in their community as well as in Amuna, and they just raise the bar with incredible events, and their devotion is really legendary. So we welcome this opportunity to thank them. Okay. Then from the five towns, we have Shari and David Shapiro, who have a history of being there for so many Israeli causes. Shari served as a president of ours in the five towns. Her enthusiasm, she's so ebullient. She is so, uh, her enthusiasm for Amuna is so infectious. And along with David, they've been on missions. They have really opened their hearts and their homes to Amuna. So we are thrilled that we can shout from the rooftops and thank them for their contributions. And Sadly, we have to honor the memory of Gladys Baruch with a memorial tribute. Gladys served as national president over 20 years ago, and she was an incredible person, always smiling, always having a, such a positive attitude. She touched so many lives, not only in her family, but in the Amuna family. Her dedication is um, something that we, we cherish, and we're going to dedicate a pavilion in the Amuna Appleman College in Baca, Jerusalem. Gladys loved the college. It's a a place which is very unique. It gives an opportunity for young uh, observant women to study both Torah and art. And the graduates that come out of the Amuna Appleman College are sought after in teaching positions in with their creativity. Some of the um, new stamps in Israel are designed by students of the college. The new 50-note shekel is designed by Osnat Eshel, one of our graduates. So we're, we're doing amazing things in the college, and Gladys was very much behind building the college, nurturing it, and sadly, we have to honor her memory, but we feel that it's um, an appropriate 
venue, and we welcome everyone to join the dinner. It's it's really going to be very entertaining and uh, enjoyable. It's a wonderful opportunity to give thanks to those who've worked for the organization, as well as come and meet Yehuda uh, Cohen and Ricky, who will be at the dinners for all his fans. It's always welcome. An, it's always an inspiring event. You always leave with a good message and a lot of inspiration. I can tell you that much, Yehuda. Yes, uh, I'm. I will be at the dinner, but <laughs> I'm not representing myself and uh, my wife. Uh, I'm going to be in the dinner at the name of all the directors. We have five children's homes. We have so many daycare centers, institutions in Israel. Where are the five, so and people know? Where are Bnei the five? Barak, we have Achuz Atzara in Bnei Barak. We have Neve Michael in Pardes Chana. We have Omen in Afula. We have Neve Landi in Eben Shmuel, which means that we really take care of the the side of children at risk. We are the largest organization who's taking care of it. But not only that, as uh, Carol mentioned, we have the college, we have high schools in Israel, and we have soup kitchens in Israel. Actually, Emuna is there for these people, for the children, for the for the graduates, for the uh, high school students, for for the elderly people. The story is that Emuna is the movement in Israel today that moving on, moving these people on to really give them what they need. The story is to be there, and we are really there. So I'm I have the honor to be here, hmm. but uh, I'm not by myself. And so many of the initiatives that Yehuda just mentioned were created and supported by people in this country. It's one of the unique things about Amuna. A lot of times organizations come from Israel, look for funds, look for people to dedicate it, but so much of the initiative came from this country in this case. It's really amazing. Right. Amuna is an international organization with members and volunteers throughout the world, but as you said, a lot of the initiatives come from the United States, from our volunteers, from our top leadership who are so devoted. And uh, just to... to go the full circle of life, that's what we're doing in Israel, as Yehuda mentioned, all the services. And what's so interesting is, unfortunately, during the summer, we were able to help children from the south who came, and some of them were uh, rehoused in Beit Rocky Rocky, some of the other homes. Um, because we have a whole rank of social services, we were able to step in at a moment's notice and serve the people that needed our that needed our help. We had three solidarity missions that were put together at a moment's notice, um, and people really felt that they were making a difference. We had uh, Avas Torah solidarity mission led by Rabbi Golden. We had Yeshiva Flatbush read, led by Rabbi Besser, and we had Suburban Torah of Livingston re- led by Rabbi Michelle. And they went throughout Israel. They went to army bases. They went to hospitals, to shiva houses, unfortunately. Um, the first group actually attended some funerals, but all to give chizuk. And whether it was a taxi driver or someone at the front desk at the hotel, certainly the soldiers, they felt how important it was that the presence of, of we our saw, American leadership were there. We saw pictures and read accounts of those trips. They were pretty amazing. Uh, Yehuda, anything specific from the summer? A, a story you could tell us that... Uh, oh, I can tell you so many stories. We had 40 counselors from America. You know we have our right, summer, summer program, program right. that is very, very strong. So this is my opportunity really right. to thank them. They came to Israel actually to have fun with my children, to take them out all over the country, to go to water parks, etc. 
they're coming to Israel three days after starting the summer program. No summer program. Everything is indoor. So only imagine 254 children, another 60 Israeli counselors, and on top of that, 40 American counselors, all of us inside the buildings for a whole month. I want to tell you that was a very, very special and unique experience. Not just a challenge, but special. Not that, no, <laughs> very, very special and unique because these children understood the American summer program, uh, understood right. that it's their challenge to make my children happy. Now imagine a child who were abandoned from his home, have to be inside the building, cannot go out after he's waiting all year for this summer program. We bonded really as a family. We bonded really as a family, and our children have so many family here in America. We are very lucky. That's for sure. And I recommend to everybody, and Amun is doing trips all the time, as we know. Um, I recommend to everybody. You get to Israel, go visit Ricky and Yehuda Cohn. It's one example. You mentioned five homes and a bunch of other programs, but it's one really good example of what's going on uh, because of uh, the support that Amuna is getting, especially from here in the New York, New Jersey area. Take great pride. Go visit and see what it's all about. We didn't know what it was until we went to see it, and it changed our perspective on so many different things. Meanwhile, before you get to Israel, make sure to be there this coming Saturday night. Where? At the Circle of Life Amuna Benefit Dinner happening at the Sheraton, New York. As you heard, there'll be a memorial tribute to Gladys Baruch. Uh, the Shapiros, uh, Shari and David, are being uh, presented with the Keter Shem Tov Award and the Presidential Leadership Awardees, recognizing their incredible work as chapter presidents uh, in their communities. Go to Shandy and Daniel Brothman, Amy and Daniel Gibber, and Felicia and Stephen Honig. It all happens this coming Saturday night at the Sheraton in New York City. The easiest ways to make reservations for the dinner are to go to emuna.org, emuna.org, where you'll see all the details about Saturday night, or to call the office at area code 212-564-9045. That's 212-564-9045. Carol, anything else people need to know about this coming Saturday night? There's still space available. We're filling up the ballroom. It's As you mentioned, Nachum, it's a wonderful program, uh, camaraderie, delicious menu, very inspirational, and we welcome everyone to participate. There'll be many surprises. You won't find any other better <laughs> way to spend a Saturday night. Beats the movies. Um, thanks to our chairman, Lisa and David Zaslaski from Cedarhurst, who are really putting um, tremendous efforts into making sure that the evening is well attended and enjoyable. So we welcome everyone. I hope that you and Stacy will make it there to celebrate with us the Circle of Life dinner. And thank you very much for your ongoing friendship. My pleasure. Yes, you. I want to promise you that with you coming to our dinner and supporting us, I want to promise you that each child in our homes, in our institutions, will be successful and will break the cycle of distress. We will do that from morning until night. Yeah. Thank you so much for supporting. And we know you're telling the truth because you've already done it in so many cases. Uh, Yehuda Cohen, uh, he'll be there Saturday night. You can visit him at the dizrael, dinner, and of course you can visit him in Israel at Beitel Azrahi. Carol Safin will be there at the dinner Saturday night with the amazing administration and staff of Emuna. Contact them today at 212-564-9045. 212-564-9045 or straight 
right from your desk. You can make a reservation by going to amuna.org. Thank you both. We'll see you Saturday night. Thank you very much. There Thank it is. Amuna.org. Check it out and enjoy this coming Saturday night at the Sheraton in New York City. This is JM in the AM.
Jam in the AM. That was a nice surprise. Carol Suffian and uh, Yehuda Cohn. I expect them to be on via telephone this morning. Didn't realize they're going to visit, and it's always uh, amazing to see them, especially Yehuda in from Israel, who is uh, such an inspiration, as you heard. The work they're doing over there is just incredible. J.M. and the AM at 12 minutes before 9 o'clock. Good morning, all. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget that um, we have amazing programming on our stream all day long at jmtheam.org. Coming up right after J.M. and the AM, it's the uh, Israel Show. Mayor Weingarten is getting to present is getting ready to present a great brand new live edition of the Israel Show. He'll follow the tense situation in Israel. Of course, we'll mention the news from Tel Aviv. From this morning, and we'll bring all the late-breaking news, updates on Yehuda Glick's condition, and surprising facts about his unusual life revealed by his wife in her first-ever interview. Alexei ne- Alexei Nyakov's yard site was this week. Most of us never heard his name, but he deserves that we should. Mayor introduces us to another great Jewish hero. Great music mix, brand new nostalgic, oh, and nostalgic Israeli music, and sandwiched between all these is a brand new Mayor Me Lim segment. Play on words here. The Mayor Me Lim segment today is about the word sandwich. <laughs> Tune in right after JM in the AM between 9 and 10 o'clock Eastern Time. And don't forget to like the Israel Show Facebook page. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Uh, I want to thank, uh, well, whatever. We'll do that another time. Uh, so that's coming up on the stream, jmandtheam.org, right after the, uh, right after our presentation of JM and the AM here. Uh, don't forget you could uh, download and install the brand new NSN app. And you could do that, um, uh, both iPhone and Android and listen to us all day long on your phone. We highly recommend it. You could also comment just like Listener Morris just did. Listener Morris just commented. He says, we celebrated our son's bar mitzvah at Beit Dallas Rocky. We had a great time and enjoyed spending time with the children. Great organization. Morris is right. And he just uh, utilized the comment section of our app to let us know that message. Uh, someone uh, utilized the comment section of our app this morning to ask when the Hask update is coming up. I I keep inquiring. I keep inquiring. And I don't know... Uh, I don't know the answer, but I do keep inquiring, and as soon as we know the answer, we'll get that Hask information to you and start talking about what is going to be a legendary concert in January of 2015. It will be legendary. That I can tell you. I have a I have a hint as to what they're working on, and it will be legendary. That I could certainly tell you. So uh, details as soon as uh, as soon as we have them here at JM and the AM. Nine minutes before. Nine o'clock, brand new with Shlomo Katz, a CD he's released entitled The Krat Shabbat with previously unpublished works of the great Rip Shlomo Kalbach. Here he is at JM in the AM.
J.M. and the A.M. Shlomo Katz from that brand new CD, the previously unpublished works of the great Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach. I want to remind everybody that the Ten Yad, their big auction and performance happens this coming Sunday night, November the 16th at the Razag Ballroom in Crown Heights. Ten Yad's an amazing organization that is um, helping Hassanim and Kalas on a regular basis. And uh, they have uh, <laughs> they have an amazing auction. Their grand split that they're doing uh, on Sunday night is now over $39,000. Could you imagine? All the details are at tenyad.org. Tenyad.org. They have all the uh, prizes, all the different information, and information about how great a cause they are. So we call everyone's attention to that for November the 16th, this coming Sunday in Brooklyn, New York, closing out this great radio show with uh, this selection from Schleimi Kaufman at JM in the AM. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. 
Wraps up a Monday at JM and the AM. A lot of great guests today, and I thank all of them. Coming up, the Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten on jmtheam.org. Make sure to be tuned in. Tomorrow we're back. We'll start at 6 a.m. We've got an OHEL dinner update tomorrow, which means we get an opportunity to meet some interesting people. In tomorrow's case, Abe Banda, who is the owner of Pomegranate, is scheduled to be in our studio. He's a revolutionary figure. We'll get a chance to meet him. He's being honored by the OHEL organization on the 23rd of November. Have a fabulous Monday. Until next time, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.